0: Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck subscribe and review our podcast today and let's start designing the life you deserve
1: hey family welcome to the success by design podcast today we're talking about how to recession-proof your career now when you're listening to this we're at the end of 2023 going into 2024 there's war out there there's a lot of fear there's also a lot of cuts we've heard in 2023 that many tech industry have cut over 20% of their staff and between 10 to 20% in the United States and Canada and a bit everywhere in this world. And with the war and different element that's happening, there's a fear that is increasing a bit everywhere. So today we actually want to talk about recession and the impact that it has on our mind, our career. And this is a series that we're doing a few episodes within that recession proof. And I want to start with this. When there is recession, oftentimes what people do is that they hide, they take their assets and they create some type of savings and try to hide no spending anymore and so on and so forth. And I get it because we are influenced by our environment, right? You may not be sure of whether or not your job is going to be sustainable. will be still there the next week and I pray that it does. So you go into fear mode. So I would say that I've lived through, I believe, two recession and a half, I think. One, I was younger, so I wasn't working, but the other two, I was. And I remember when the 2008 recession, when the market crashed, and I was not sure what to do. I remember that. I don't know for you, Haley, if that was the case, but for me, I was like, Am I going to have a job? I just had a great promotion. Am I going to lose that job? And so on and so forth. And so I actually started worrying. I personally started worrying. I did exactly what I just mentioned. So what I'm talking about is personal experience. I started, like I was saving a lot covering and making sure that you know none of our savings are touched we had plan b plan c and plan d (laughs) all the way and figuring out okay how are you going to survive this if ever it hits home and so today i just want to have a conversation a conversation about the reality we could you know go into tips and strategy like we usually do but today i just literally because i'm receiving calls about people asking me i don't know or i just lost my job or i've been on the market now. I lost my job. I was one of the cuts. I've been in this industry for like 20 X years. And now I'm like at seven years of my retirement and I am so lost and I have no idea. And I'm putting my application out and I'm not getting that call, not even an interview call. And so there is a reality out there. And I think we should be talking about this, especially because we are a success by design podcast, which is we create our own success. And we choose to create that success. And so Haley, let's go into it. And let's start with sharing your experience about recession while you were working. And if you had the same, yeah, what's your experience about that?
2: So the first time I experienced a recession or a cutback, I was single, I was still living at home. It was my first job after college. It was the same company I had interned and had an apprenticeship with. So I'd been there for a long time. And so now I had graduated college and I had been there a couple of months now. So I was so excited. You know, now I'm a, you know, full-time employee and all of that. And what happened was they did a reduction. I was working in finance and accounting, of course. And so each individual location had an accounting team. And so they were, of course, consolidating that to have a one main accounting team at the corporate office. So of course, I'm the last person to hire. I'm just a college graduate. I wasn't kept. Even some of the people that have been there for a long time, just me watching them. I'm in my early 20s. So watching them and how they responded to that was all new to me. I never experienced it. I never had that conversation. And so it didn't really hit me as much. I was like, okay, well, I get to go relax for a little bit and look for a new job. So it didn't really hit me that much. And so, you know, a month later I had, you know, find another job and I had moved on. But later on in my career, probably about, oh, wow, I can't remember how many years later, I did experience that where, you know, again, the company had got bought by someone else, another company. And so, of course, a lot of people got laid off and I was one of the people that got laid off. And it did hit me a little bit different because this time I felt all the emotion. I was married and, you know, thinking about how we're going to, you know, pay the bills, pay the mortgage, all those things start coming up, the things that you're responsible for. And it does give you a feeling of, why me? Why wasn't I kept? Was I good enough? Especially if maybe you've been in a company for a really long time. I've talked to, you know, many friends, the same as you, friends and colleagues have had different experiences. And so we talk to each other. We share this. And so I hear a lot. That's usually the first emotion that comes up is why me? Why wasn't I good enough to be kept? And I tell people sit in that emotion, allow yourself to go through those emotions because they're real. We're people people first before anything else. And so giving yourself that space and that grace to just feel sad a little bit, you know, you may cry a little bit and it's okay because that's part of life. And that's something we can't control. Is that happening to us? But as you and I talk, we were just saying, think about after that, what can you control? And that can help you to come out of that and get back to feeling like yourself and thinking about, okay, so what can I control now? Let me think towards what's the next steps that can get me back. And you know what? You can think about the positive things that you got from that experience. What impact did you have at that job? What impact did you have on that team? What impact did you leave the company? Focus on those things and those can help you to get a more positive mindset as you leave that job behind and look toward the future.
1: You know, on top of that, you know, mindset matters, right? As you mentioned, emotion matters too. You know what, like I remember when our company, well, not my company, but the company I was working for was acquired by, so I was also in the financial world and I was more in the stock market. And so they were acquired by another company. And the idea of like, oh yes, you don't have to worry about it. And my brain always goes into, okay, these are scenarios that may happen. So I'm very strategic. So this may happen and this may happen. There's strong, percentage being cut or being replaced. And because everyone's going to have a double or triple job. And then I went to the leaders and I said, Okay, listen, I actually think that this big company has more employees and our little shop has less. So what are the chances right for cuts? And so the leadership team were adamant about no one's going to lose their job. And they said it so many times that I actually started believing and putting my intuition aside. And I said, I'm just going to go with what they're saying. So I put my strategic mind to rest and I put my intuition on the side. And I truly believe that your intuition is always right. And so I just decided to put it aside and trust the leaders. A few months later, we were called into this room and it was a big meeting. Everyone was, and there was envelopes on the sides. It was the first time I experienced this. There was envelope on the side, yellow envelope. And they said, if you see your name on the envelope, come and pick the envelope and come and see us at the HR office. And everyone's like, what's this about? You know, this fear of you're going to a meeting and now you had no fear, but then you have your name in the envelope. And then you're like, what's in the envelope? And then they're like, do not open the envelope. Just pick up the file and then just come to the next floor because it was on another floor and come to the HR. So I see my name. And I was new at the organization. So I really didn't think that I would have an envelope because I was like, I'm new. I'm way too new. And I got an envelope. And so I took the envelope. and went to the HR. And it wasn't a period in my life where I wanted to leave. Like it wasn't my calling. I knew it wasn't. And I knew I wanted to leave, right? So I picked up my envelope and then I followed. So, and I'm like the last person who took the envelope so I could see the emotion. So every single person who went to the office of the HR came back with tears or crying and yelling and, you know, like disbelief. So the team leaders handled the situation properly. No. However, the experience was still there for me. And what I realized is that when it was my turn at this point, you know, I knew I had like, it was over for me for this position. But a few months later, what I had to learn is that this was grief. Even though I wanted to leave, the fact that I was given the envelope created grief for me because it wasn't my choice. And the reason why I'm sharing this story as you were talking, Haley, it kind of brought these memories back because recession can create grief. It gives a sense of the fear of the unknown. But before even thinking about the fear of the unknown is the emotion that you may feel based on the loss that you have. Whether you work for an organization for a week or 10 years or 20 years, or you're at two years of your retirement and you now you're being told that it's over, whether you have the greatest package of all time, it really doesn't matter. It's a question of how do you deal with your loss? And it's a grief process. And I'm going to encourage everyone, if you have any type of emotion, whether it's worried that you may lose your job or that you have been asked to leave, deal with the grief. I strongly encourage you to go and speak with either a therapist or a counselor or someone that you could have support from because the truth of the matter is it is grief. And so I went through the process of grief so that I can let it go. Just like feeling it, feeling the feelings and then let it go. And then moving on to my next great things, because that's how, you know, you accept and then you let it go. And then you move on to your next great thing, which is where my calling was much more. But the truth is, I still had to deal with the grief.
2: It is grief. Because as you were saying that, I thought about after experiencing a layoff and then going to my next job, you know what my approach was? I wasn't going to decorate my office. I didn't bring any personal items in so that if I had to get walked off or if I was getting let go, all I had to do was grab my purse and I was good to go. And we used to joke around the office like that, that if layoff came around, we were going to be ready. and got my purse on my arm and I got my little white box and I'm headed to the parking lot. But I had to stop and change my mindset around that because I had to say, I can't approach every job going forward like that, right? Because I'm gonna hinder myself and I'm gonna maybe miss out on something or I'm not gonna be able to really be in the moment, be in the job, be in the role. If I'm always preparing for a layoff or preparing to get walked out because the job is ending or laying people off. And so that's part of that grief. Part of that is letting it go, working through it, And letting it go. It's not easy. It isn't. So some people, it may be a little easier to shake it off. Maybe they just really didn't want to work that job anymore anyway. So it could be a blessing. And sometimes getting laid off, like you said, too, can be a blessing because it can allow you, once we look back on it, after we sit in it and look back on it we see, you know what, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it allowed me to do this or it opened up this door or I saw this different view. Because if I hadn't got laid off, I might still be sitting at that job 10 years later unhappy or unfulfilled. So that's a whole other conversation around that and how that comes about too when you look back. But just being in it for that moment and getting through that grief, allowing yourself to experience that and then not allowing that to affect how you move forward is so important. I can so relate to what you were saying because it is, you do feel a loss because it wasn't your choice. When we make a choice to leave a job, we feel great. We go in there with our resignation letter and we're telling our coworkers, I'm leaving. You know, I've had another job or whatever, and that makes us feel good. But when it happens and it's a surprise to us and it's something that we can't control, we didn't have that decision to make. Even if maybe they do say, Hey, you know, you can take a cut back or take, I know some companies are doing this now and we'll probably talk about that, but you know, they're giving people the option to stay on, but maybe in a lesser role or taking a, you know, a salary reduction and things like that. So maybe you do have a choice either to leave or take a salary reduction. And that's a whole nother thought process too of thinking about that. But. Again, Again, it's the control that you have. And we've talked about this in previous episodes that how we like to do things that we can control because it makes us feel good. But when things happen in our career that we can't control, we kind of spiral sometimes. And that isn't a good feeling. So really focusing in on sitting in that emotion, dealing with that emotion and then be able to move from it in a positive way is so helpful and beneficial as you continue on. Because now you can think about after you've kind of set through it and thought through it, then you can plan for the future. And you may even think, okay, so let me have a good plan so that this ever happens again. How can I come out in a more positive light? We're still going to feel the loss. We're still going to feel the grief that doesn't go away. But how can we maybe bounce back or pick ourselves up to keep going a little bit better and in a better mindset than we may have previously had in our previous previous experience.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I love this because it reminded me of trauma, right? Trauma in form and how, when you don't deal with your emotions, how much those emotion turns into trauma. And that is what you bring to your next opportunity, whether it's within that organization or in another organization. And that state, I love the example that you mentioned about when you go to a job, you don't bring your pictures with the thought that maybe, the maybe, right? And so it's a reflection or it's a cause. I effect, right? Whatever experience that you had before, now the consequences of that is following you. And too many times people that I speak with don't deal with the consequences or the trauma that they had based on the former workplace. A leader asked me once, he's like, how come, because I was giving a multi-generational workshop and he said, how come the millennium doesn't stay? Or how come Gen Z is so hard to have? I said, well, how did you treat Gen X? How did you treat your generational acts who were very loyal towards you or towards the organization? And they are the parents of the millennium and the Gen Z. So if you treat that generation in a particular way, the consequences are going to be sensed into the other generation who may say, you know what? I saw how my mom and my dad were treated, they were faithful to the organization, very loyal, and so on and so forth. I am not doing that. I am going to start preparing for plan A, plan B, and plan C in case. And I'm just going to go with the best top job that, you know, is aligned with my values. So I'm sharing this story specifically to those that are leaders and running organization, whether it's small organization, medium organization, association, and so on and so forth, to make sure that you pause yourself. And I get it, you get to look into the bottom line, like in order for you to be able to survive and provide for other families, you get to look into your bottom line. But know this, How you let go of one person has a ripple effect within the organization because other employees look at it and say, Oh my God, am I next? And so if you don't create a proper system to support your particular employees within without providing them a therapist, a whole group of mental health support, don't just tell them take an EAP or call the EAP. That's not working. You're not creating trust. If you are transparent and say, this is what's happening. We are in a recession. And unfortunately, we may have to let go. We don't know yet. It's a better approach to help people have the choice now to look into, okay, what are my choice? Where can I look? What should I do? Instead of receiving the letter like I did, coming into a room, knowing that, you know, it was a few months after 9-11, like that trauma was big enough for us. And then here I am in a room, with a golden envelope, not knowing that I was going to be, you know, 10% of the workforce that day, we're going to be said goodbye. So be responsible towards your employee so that you can have your top talent and be able to acquire them in the future. Because people speak. So they speak less about the positive experience they have in an organization. But trust me, when there's one negative, this becomes a ripple effect externally, and you have a harder time to hire good talent.
2: Yeah. Transparency is so important when it comes to this area. And I hear a lot of leaders, they're finding that to be very true these days, that it's better to be more transparent and have those conversations. Of course, you don't know for sure exactly what's going to happen. And so you may not have all the details and know, but being honest, and transparent about what may happen can be very beneficial and help people prepare for the future. So whether it happens, that'd be great. But if it does, at least they can kind of be on that same page or be thinking about that or focusing about that. So if you have experience in your career right now, you're going through recession at your job, you're you're going through a layoff, you're thinking about you and we're sending positive thoughts your way. And know that this isn't the end, that there is something bigger and better and brighter around the corner for you, but give yourself time to experience the emotion, experience the grief. And then that way you'll be able to step out of that and be able to move forward toward the future. So we're gonna continue this conversation in some future episodes. So definitely stick around, tune in for our next, next episode as we discuss this a little bit more and talk about more ways that you can continue to have a recession-proof career. So as always, family, you have the power to create the life that you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Success by Design podcast. Take care.
0: That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.